since they've been introduced, there has been like a lot of like talk about it, you know, about regulating them, stuff like that. Actually, there are countries that have uh, banned microtransactions from being sold. Because it's just so, like it's down to a science how they can target specific individuals to get the most money out of them. There's a lot of predatory things. And obviously, like, it's not the parents' fault necessarily if their kids fall victim to them. Because obviously, things are set up against the kids and against the parents, but they do need to somewhat be aware. Cool. All right. This is coming in without context. I'm here with Hope, and later we'll be here with Dylan. And so today, today's topic.、Uh, well, first of all, I just like to like, like all of、uh, you. Do you like to play games? Uh, some. Well, like, are you talking about like video? Like games? video games or like yes, board yes, games? games. Or, okay, video games. Yeah.、Yes. But I'm more like a small, easy indie game person. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Still works out perfectly. So, you know, over the years, like, you know, gaming, the gaming industry kind of has like changed a lot, especially in like its monetization practices.、Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard, you know, like, what a, what, like, what's your first thought when you think about microtransaction, the word microtransaction? I know games like Fortnite use microtransactions to like get people to buy, I guess, like gear. Um, but I feel like they're mostly used in games like on phones、mm-hmm. to get people to buy like extra points they'd need to do something, or like I guess again, like just aesthetic stuff as well. And so then, like, you buy in, and I'm pretty sure they're mostly used in phones. And that's honestly where like a lot of gaming companies like have been transitioning towards is like I know, I think, was it Ape? Packs or Fortnite, yeah, it, one of those released like a handheld phone game. Oh, yeah, Apex did release an, a new mobile game. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and it was like they changed features on it to get people intrigued to like join because it's not on the like PC game, I guess. And it's because they want people to invest in the microtransactions, I think. I'm not sure. I'm just basically saying what Dylan's told me. <laughs> well, actually, you know, you've you've hit the the nail on it very well. That's that's a really good description of microtransactions. And yeah, you're right. In games like you know Fortnite, they have like a system called V Bucks, which is basically you know you pay like a monetary amount. Like you know, it can be very expensive. It can be like as small as maybe like ten dollars, fifteen dollars, goes up to like a hundred, etc. Yeah, a hundred dollars for skin, yay. <laughs> looking at you, Valorant, but yeah. So yeah, usually,、um, especially modern games like these days, you usually you pay like, you know, a, a certain amount of money, and then you usually use it to like buy cosmetics most of the times.、So, like mainly, mainly skins, like outfits. Or, like in Fortnite, you know, you can buy like like different character models and like different you know skin camos, like whatever, all that、mm-hmm. stuff. But one of the, the downfalls of microtransactions. That's like you know puts games under a lot of controversy, especially in this day and age, which is like kind of where I'm trying to go with this conversation is、um, loot boxes. So you know a loot box is basically a microtransaction, but it's chance based. So usually you know like when you're thinking about like a microtransaction, you pay money and you get something out of that that, that thing, right? Yeah. 
it's like you you get like that you know you pay five dollars for this skin and you get it and you'd use it right but then usually in a loot box there's different tiers or like levels of like rarity and obviously you want like the rarer thing right so like it could be like different color coded or like different name system like for example like at the the top of the tiers like i don't know like a legendary skin which has like a lower percentage of being rolled it's like let's say it's like like if you open 100 boxes there's like a two percent chance you'll get the best item out of that box right yeah so i guess here what i'm trying to say here is that like microtransactions can be uh quite predatory in that sense and since they've been introduced there has been like a lot of like talk about it you know about regulating them stuff like that actually there are countries that have uh banned microtransactions from being sold i think like um i think i think belgium is like one place belgium and the netherlands i think are two places that have pretty much completely banned like these microtransactions and when i talk about loot boxes and like chance is there something is there something similar to that that comes to mind like in real life well gambling <laughs> yes perfect gambling right so a lot of people find it concerning that especially children because most of the times when you're playing games like this it's like it's children who are the ones that are affected by it because they're the ones playing the game so like uh do you think that it's concerning that children basically have access to a i guess more quote-unquote socially accepted way of gambling i guess because obviously gambling you know real life gambling there's like laws that prevent you from gambling if you're under 18 right like you can't go to you can't go to the casino or or buy a lottery ticket unless you're over 18 years old right yeah like how do you think it like affects like a child's development kind of having access to this thing whereas if they tried to go buy a lottery ticket in real life they wouldn't be able to do something like that but they can do these things in games yeah it's definitely concerning because um they do have access to the microtransactions and like they're probably gonna at least want to spend money to try and get the best thing i think like it's definitely a predatory aspect of these games because um especially for games that like aren't free to use in the first place like then you have to invest even more and more money to like have access to the same things and that puts like obviously most of it is you said cosmetic was the word yes. cosmetic so it's not necessarily putting some players at a disadvantage for not like paying extra but it's like wanting something and knowing you can't have it but I think yeah I agree that the biggest issue is probably like loot boxes and stuff where it's all chance I know someone who like spends a ton of money on yeah same <laughs> um and my only thing is that the only part that makes me feel like it might be somewhat safe with children using it is as long as they don't have access to their parents' wallets and like their That's parents are able to monitor like the spending like hopefully they won't be engaging in a way that's gonna like early onset gambling addiction you know yeah. because well, like they have limited funds compared to an adult yeah actually it's interesting you mentioned that because like it's actually kind of surprising but i've heard like you know parents are actually you know sometimes a little too lax about watching what, their, what money their kids are like spending it's so, like for like you hear like oftentimes you hear like stories in the in the news where it's like 
this kid like act, like spends like several thousand dollars on their parents' credit card because you know like oftentimes like for example if you're on a console usually like you require a subscription to like play online so sometimes like the card is just like on the file right so what happens is like kids like end up going and they end up spending like 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 money like buying these loot boxes you know sometimes you hear like those crazy like stories where like they spend a lot of money but most of the times it's not it's not like that much but i feel like it is an issue in the sense that you could like kind of be building bad habits from the start and companies gaming companies you know they capitalize like really really well on like the idea of like fear of missing out like for example yeah. so in apex legends you know there are uh, there's like there's like normal loot boxes which you can pay to like get like a certain pool of items that's usually always the same but a lot of times in many games they have like special events where they have event loot boxes so basically they're kind of capitalizing on this idea of like fear of missing out and like you might have friends who are like also buying them and there's also like that i guess there's a social aspect to it like if you don't have like those kind of like cosmetics like you won't be as like cool i guess i feel like this is more prominent for like younger kids because i feel i feel like i remember some stuff like this happening when i was like younger and i used to play on consoles and stuff like that but i feel like it's more it's more prominent like these days where you know you have like social media and like um all that like showing off all this content and it's time gated and obviously it's like warranted enough concern from people where like countries have just straight up like banned them from you know being sold because it's it's predatory to towards people because they you know usually end up spending a lot of money and trying to get like all the good items but they're the the low like the the roll percentage is usually very low um this might sound a little off topic at first but i will (laughs) connect it to your point because i was thinking about this the other day about how like in our like time of like credit cards and like everything is online now, like in terms of payment and cash, right? When was the last time you were handed like physical cash from your parents? You know, like I'm, I'm, I was thinking about how parents in the future would give allowances or if they even should give allowances to their kids because you want to teach them proper spending habits so that they grow up like not just addicted to gambling or just wasting their money, you know, like ideally they'd, learn to save for like what they really want or or earn more money themselves if they need it but then like you were you were mentioning how if you give them your credit card and that information is just saved wherever they use it then they have access to it forever right and you might not you might never know and you it'd be hard for you to take it away especially if you're less technologically adept and so to bring it back to what (laughs) you were saying i don't even think like you can even control that. Like, I don't even think parents could reasonably be expected to deal with that because companies are just so good at exploiting human psychology. I wouldn't even be surprised if the parents themselves fell for like some of the tactics they were engaged in these types of games or like uh, mobile apps or whatever, because it's just so like, it's down to a science how they can target specific individuals to get the most money out of them. So maybe like, I guess the best thing you could do is like for an allowance, you just make it a digital credit that you give them every week or every month. (laughs) 
Like, so they're like, they have a cap, you know, like once they run out of money, they're out and you're not going to give them more or they, otherwise they just have to work for their own money. Something like that. I think that's, that's a good point. And and I think like building off that idea is like parents being involved in what their children are doing. A lot of these issues, especially with children, like having bad money management is because like their parents don't really teach them those skills when they're young. So they just kind of grow up not really knowing how to spend money. It's like when they do have money, like you said, they just kind of like could spend it like all willy nilly, right? So I I, I kind of like your idea where it's like, you know, you do something, you get money for like for like said, like you do like your chores, like you get X amount of money that's appropriate for a child, right? Like like you know maybe you could do like I don't know like you do your chores for the week and you get like ten dollars as a young child, right? That's yeah. kind of like you're you're starting to develop those like skills already. And like also at the same time, I feel like the thing is with digital money, especially, is that you don't really have like an appreciation for like exactly how much you're spending, right? Like for example, it's really easy to spend a hundred dollars on your card. I feel like like okay, let's say you had a hundred dollars in cash and a hundred dollars on your card, right? I feel like it's a lot harder to spend a hundred dollars in cash because like you literally. Like if you're giving away physical currency, you literally see it yeah. leaving your hands and going to a different person or to whatever you're buying. So you're like much more aware of like how much you're spending versus like if you're on a card, right? It's really hard to like have like that sense of like attachment almost because there's no like physical thing happening. Like you just swipe your card and the money goes away. You don't really yeah. see it happening in front of your eyes. Like you said, I don't really get physical money anymore from my parents. It's usually like on a card. But I feel like if you're a child, I guess having physical money is a good way to like prevent like these like bad um, habits. Well, I think part of the source of that is that usually or like like when it, it first came about, like our generation with a technology ad- addiction, as some might say, it was meant that you give your kid like your phone or an iPad, right? And that calms them down <laughs> instead of you having to deal with them, right? There's like a term like, for it now, like an iPad yeah. kid, like an iPad yeah, child, yeah, exactly. right? There's like a term but for then, it. So then the point, the point of that allowance is that the parent doesn't have to look after their kids. So obviously when the kid starts like spending money, the parent's not going to be aware of it because their whole point is that the parent can do their own thing while the kid's on the device. And then at the same time, like the very basic exchange or trade that you teach a kid is that oh if you ask for something nicely you might be able to get it like that's how a parent would act right like yeah. if, if they ask nicely for a sh- uh, a treat maybe you give it to them maybe you don't it's not certain but then this transaction this monetary transaction through this app is guaranteed every time if i give you this number of month of monies <laughs> you and I, <laughs> I will get like this number of coins or diamonds or special currency every single time it's the same so in some comparison the it's actually a more reliable and trustworthy trade for the kid than if going to their parent to ask for it <laughs> which is kind of funny and dark at the same time yeah so then but then also like i feel like adding on to what you were saying and my original idea for like digital currency maybe in the future it should be like like you see like there's a there's a visual indicator of your wealth on uh, or currency on whatever device you have like it could be a hologram or something and you just have like a piggy bank and it shows you like it's it shows the physical money depleting or increasing in your account you know i feel like that would definitely help a lot of people 
you're kind of already answering a question I was thinking about is like, since obviously we know like this is a problem. So like a question I was like thinking of asking you guys, is what's a way where we can like, you know, how can we keep children and even companies responsible for like microtransactions? Like how can we limit the damage that's being done monetarily to these people? Because obviously the companies are like profiting off of this, right? Like for them, it's good. They're getting a lot of money. Like microtransaction is like a billion dollar industry. Like usually they make a lot of money it's like, like what's, what's like some ways like do you guys think we can like keep companies accountable for what these kind of practices? I have an idea, but I feel like Hope should go first. <laughs> True. What do you think, Hope? Um, yeah, I was gonna say specifically toward gearing it towards children because I um I feel like parents should be more aware of what money is going out of their account. I know you guys were speaking earlier about how spending money on your card feels less tangible than cash. I actually feel like I have like the extra money that's not in my bank account. So as long as what's in my bank account looks good, <laughs> cash is the money I have to spend on things that I want to spend it on. Um, because like I used to do like babysitting and like tutoring and stuff. And so that was always like my, like my side money. And then like from my actual job, but um, like in high school specifically, that was like the money that went into my account. And so like for me, like my parents still hand me cash. I could never imagine my parents like putting money into my bank account or something because they're just not tech savvy and they both still use cash like a crazy amount. But yeah, I think a lot of it for like, there's a lot of predatory things. And obviously like it's not the parent's fault necessarily if their kids fall victim to them because obviously things are set up against the kids and against the parents but they do need to somewhat be aware of these things like if they know their kid is playing a game that has microtransactions like they should probably monitor it a bit um in the same way that like if their kid was like walking alone outside they'd probably ask them to like go with a friend or like just put in like some sort of safeguard for their like digital safety. But obviously that's easier said than done. So it's not necessarily like a personal responsibility thing. I think actually that um, it's not, well, I don't know exactly if this is true, but I don't, I personally currently am of the opinion that it is not as important for parents to be to consciously do anything about this because i feel like a lot of these issues are just because we're in like a transition period where like our parents generation did not grow up with this stuff so they're not used to it and then millennials got the end of it like they were adults by the time that it, it's really come around and our generation specifically and the generations after us are kind of growing up with it and aware of everything about it, you know, like we don't have to make an effort to learn about these issues because they're just so prevalent in our daily lives, like through our social media and et cetera, that by the time we're parents, I feel like we will be aware of these things for our kids, assuming there's no extremely different technology, right? Like even if, <laughs> even if the metaverse is created right and our kids <laughs> are spending all day in augmented or virtual reality i feel like we'll have a concept of it and we'll understand that to teach them they should be avoiding certain online scams and stuff and i feel like they'll have that awareness themselves just from growing up around it 
Um, but then to answer Tamor's original question about what to, can be done, it definitely has to be uh, countries and nations making it illegal or at least restricting bad faith practices from companies. Because like we're seeing in Europe, like their companies are obviously are not going to do, do something against their own profit unless they're forced to, right? That's yeah. true for climate change. That's true for video gaming and microtransaction. So I feel like it has to be a legal thing, a legal battle first. And I feel, I hope that will come about in the next decade or two decades. Cause I think we are shifting towards that. Like there's a growing awareness of it. And then by that time, hopefully it, it'll kind of reach a period of stability where our kids or just future generations in general, you know, will be able to live in an environment, an online environment without all of these things. Cause like, if you look historically, when the internet was first created, you had no ads, then you had millions of pop-up ads, right? Just spamming you once you open your computer. And now we only see ads in very regulated or not very regulated, but they're, they're not as bad, you know, and especially if when you download an ad blocker and stuff like that, you know, you can kind of avoid most of the terrible practices that existed for that short period of that period of time when um, it was unregulated, like the wild west of the internet, you know? So I feel like right now is the wild west of microtransactions mm -hmm. and we will eventually figure it out and stop companies from just doing whatever they want to the children, the innocent children. <laughs> um, and then, you know, at that point, there'll probably be some new issue that we'll have to solve and figure out after that. Yeah, so I totally agree with both the points you guys are making. And I definitely agree that countries especially have to like, you know, be, be on top of these kind of things and like, you know, push for legislative things. And this is, this was something I'm talking, this was something I was talking about earlier, but there has been like quite a bit of like, it's, it's definitely starting to pick up a lot more. And like I was saying towards like the beginning of this, um, you know, uh, Belgium has like, you know, banned loot boxes and companies there do comply. So like, while you can, let's like, for example, I, I think FIFA is like one of the, the games that they, they were like, you can't sell points for, the microtransactions for this game in our country anymore and you know ea which is the company that owns the fifa franchise at that time had to comply with them because there was like fines and like jail time associated with not following these so eventually they had to make it so that well obviously other countries don't have the same law so they sold in other countries but to have their product in belgium they had to um get rid of those points so that you couldn't you couldn't buy them because in Belgium, they think it's it's toxic and bad to have it. So I definitely agree. It's it's something that needs to be fought on the legislative side of things. Because why would a company ever purposely stop making more income when they can? They want to make every penny they can. So they're, they're never going to come out of themselves and be like, oh, yeah, guys, we're going to stop selling these because it's bad for you. Like, they don't care, right? Yeah. So I totally agree that on the comp on like you know legislative side there has to be some action and there is action going on and i think it's over time you know it's also like a social movement too i feel like in the gaming community especially like like gaming like gamers especially just, they hate microtransactions cuz they're predatory 
So there's like always like a big like social movement like around that kind of stuff. Which and NFTs. Worked. And NFTs, yes. Oh, that could be a whole different conversation. But yeah, so I totally agree. Also on the parental side of things, I know that on consoles, like if your child is like under, I don't know the exact age, under 18 or 13, something like that. Like you need to have like a parental account attached to that child's like account obviously you can lie about your age there's nothing they can do about it but like there are some like fail safes implemented there where like a parent would have to make an account and then register their child on their account so that they could play online and stuff like that which means they can also monitor purchases and stuff like that but i guess um as our generation gets has kids and we understand that more i think it is important for like our our generation to like you know take a more of an active stance on these kind of things and to be like more watchful because we understand more right like our parents like they didn't grow up with those kind of things so it's a lot harder for them to comprehend how dangerous it can be but like you said um as our generation gets older we have kids and you know more awareness on the topic is being brought to light it'll definitely get better i hope i'm also hopeful but a little part of me is skeptical because just because of how things are right now um, and waiting for politicians to do stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah, because like, it's true. like we already have an issue with politicians being like really old and like, they're not, they don't understand um, <laughs> how young people are these days or what young people want, I guess, which yeah, is like touch, the yeah. main workforce, like up and coming workforce. Um, I feel like the same thing will happen. And also um, with, video games i feel like video game companies are going to start lobbying if they don't i think they do already they probably they definitely do already but they're gonna be it's gonna appear more that they're gonna lobby uh governments to have it their way and then maybe nothing will happen nothing will change so yeah there's part of me that's skeptical um and then obviously you have like even worse not yeah worse cases like in china where the chinese government literally like backs the oligarchs who own you know like 10 cent or like the video game companies right and so they only allow the certain video games to be uh even played in their country so like they have a very strong hold over that um Tamar, i don't know this is kind of off topic but i don't know if you heard recently like that china's limiting how many hours hours of, children can play yeah yep yeah, yeah, i yeah. do know it's like like two hours a day two hours or something like that right yeah yeah I mean, I guess I, that's I have heard like about it. The opposite, like of of giving them free reign, but you know, you know, like there could be a government that just like, oh, let the let the video game companies do what they want, exploit our people as much as yeah. they want, as long as they lobby to like fund us our campaigns, you know, something like that. Yeah, I just I just don't think I can ever see that happen, like because like you said, like in the U.S., like companies can lobby Congress or sorry, just like like uh, politicians and everything to not make these changes. It's like, yeah, in the U.S., I guess, long term, I don't really see anything like effective coming out because it's not like there's a huge outcry for, you know, to get microtransactions banned. So I guess in that sense, what you're saying, I, I definitely agree that, you know, there might not be effective change coming out. So I guess it really does come down to like parents being involved with their children and making sure that they they do have some kind of monitor in their life that's making sure that they know where the money is going and everything. At least checking like your like your bill at least so you know like where your money is going right. So I guess it's like a mixture of both sides a little bit. 
All right, I will end with a more positive note because I, I made it depressing at the end. <laughs> Listen, we don't have to give up the fight. NFTs don't have to take over our video game. <laughs> video games are don't cause violence, and they are a form of entertainment that everyone can enjoy. We're an inclusive community. Ignore the toxicity. Be kind to people on the internet, and we can hope for a brighter future where everyone enjoys video games. Yay. Dylan Yang for twenty thirty six. Yeah, you got my vote. <laughs> Do you have anything else, Tamar? Uh, I think that just about covers all the points I wanted to talk about. Hope any any last comments. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. This was coming in without context. I'm here with Hope and Dylan, and yeah, that that's that. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for hosting, Tamar. Thank you, thank you for having me on, uh, both of you guys. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too long, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, it definitely flew by once I actually started talking. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, everyone. Come back next week. Yay.